along to White Line Fever. I'm Chris Cooper from Sky Sports News Radio. You should be listening to us. We are at www.skysports.com forward slash radio. The only excuse not to listen to us is if you're down the pub. Take it away, Stevie boy. Welcome to episode 22, and I'm here with uh, I'm here with a guy who is rated very special guest, one of the greatest guitarists in the world. Steve Lukather. Now, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, man? Good, good. Now, you mentioned you were hanging out with a couple of uh, um, very good guitarists, Steve Vai and Joe Satriani. Yeah, now, I'm man. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone wants to know, does it get competitive? Now, you're on a tour, it's called G3. Does it get competitive? Well, if it did, I would lose, but that's <laughs> not the point. I mean, actually, we've been friends for decades. Uh-huh. I first met Joe when surfing came out. Uh-huh. I saw him at an AM show. I just Somebody played me the record in the car on the way to the NAMM show, and there I am face-to-face with this guy who just dusted me, and I was just like... <laughs> and, I, and I walked right up to him, and I said, Joe... I said, I just listened to your album. You're amazing. I hate you. <laughs> and, and, and we laughed, and, and we, you know, and you know, we've sort of over the years we've done a few, you know, jams, a few things. He's invited me to do a few things over the years, um, and not unlike Steve Vai, who's a very close friend of mine. I mean, we did a we produced a record, won a Grammy with Larry Carlton, something I did with Larry. It was on Favorite Nations, his, and we produced and finished the record together. And we've been friends for 15 years or something. I revere these guys. Uh-huh. They're incredible guitar players on, on a level and a planet all their own. Uh-huh. They invited me along. At first, I was like, what? Really? I mean, I'm not really uh, that guy. But at the same time, I mean, they had enough faith in me. And I guess the friendship thing may have played into it. Also, the fact that I'm different. And, you know, to have three guys that are battling it out, as you say, I'm, uh-huh. it's not a battle at all. <laughs> I mean, they've known each other since they were kids. Uh-huh. Uh, and I understand that relationship because I have that same relationship with my brother Michael Landau, who's a really incredible guitar player. We grew up since we were 12 years old and did all, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. We go like this, but at the same time, we relate on a level that when they talk to each other sometimes, I could see. They talk <laughs> about the old neighborhood and stuff. But they're, 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 they welcome me into this, you know, and, and I'm really honored to be here, to be quite honest. And, you know, I was really nervous. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's a big task to walk out there. I'm glad I get to go on first. And the end jam is just, a, you know, it's just a fun little thing. I mean, yeah, it's over the top. I mean, you know, it's, it, they go crazy, and I just laugh. I go, well, okay, you know, I'll keep up for a second, and I just go, okay, you know. At some point, you got to tap out, you know what I mean? But, are the audiences any different to, like, when you're playing with a band? Like, are the guitar audiences very, very different? Or is there a big crossover? Or? There's no girls. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it to be offensive, but I mean, really, it's really, it's, it's hilarious, actually. I mean, there's, you know, you can make fun of my old band Total all you want, but there's girls in the audience. But no, these guys are certain, it's a musician audience, and that could be a tough audience. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it, you know what I mean? It's like you walk out and go, uh, any guitar players? Mm. <laughs> and, you know, I just try to take the piss out of myself because I know where I'm at with all this, you know. I'm. I'm the wild card, and, and I play a little differently, and I sing a few things, and, and I don't really go to the depths of their abilities. You know, I'm a big fan, so I'm here as a fan, too, you know what I mean? But we're all friends, so it's, a, it's not competitive. It's a love fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the deepest respect for these guys, and I know I'm not like them, you know, but, I mean, it makes it fun for me. I, I, I don't have an ego in this anymore. I'm 54 years old, you know. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll go along for the ride. This is, I scratch this off my bucket list of things I wanted to do in my life. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm only doing the down under leg, and then I'm off doing Ringo this summer and doing my old band and just you know, working on a record. So I'm honored to be here and have this little vacation with my friends. G- st- given the 
number of projects you're involved in, the amount of studio work you've done, the number of bands you're in. How many songs do you think you can play at the drop of a hat? Like if someone just plucks a song out of the air, how, how many songs do you think you can play without any preparation at all? Oh, that's Mike Keneally. He can do that. And he's <laughs> oh, There's another brilliant guitar player. Jeez, he's the never end. But that cat, he's one of the most talented cats I've ever seen. And nicest. But um, no, I can't. And here's the reason why. Um, retention is one thing. When I was a studio musician, like I was doing 25 sessions a week. So you have to learn it, forget it, make room for the other, learn it, forget it. So con- Thank you. That's cool. Consequently, I, certain things come and go. I can learn stuff fast. Thank you. And uh, so, but I mean, I, I learn it and forget it. Which is good and bad sometimes. I mean, you got to make room for the on the old hard drive in here and make room for some other stuff. But in all fairness, no, I wish I could be that guy. Some people have a photographic memory, and I don't have that. Okay, we're going to divide this into three and get you to play a song, three songs. Now, any song in the history of recorded music, but you, you oh feel God. free to plug feel free to plug something of your own. Oh, but see, if I plug myself, that's kind of cheesy. But then everybody else does it. Just like I can tell, I'll just give you the disclaimer now. Please buy my records. <laughs> Four children, two divorces, you know. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so what do, you, yeah. what do you want to play? Oh, my gosh, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, what have I been listening to? Um, I like to? I've been listening to a lot of old stuff, you know. I'm um, kind of blue, you know. I listen to bebop stuff to calm down, because mm-hmm. you play electric music all day long. Mm-hmm. You need something to bring I'm working on a new solo record, so I've been listening to a lot of my own music, because I'm writing lyrics to finish the tracks. So I have a new record coming out uh, probably January next year. And um, I'm listening to a lot of Beatles stuff because I'm going out with Ringo, Ringo and I have, to learn, I have to learn another 30 songs, not just Ringo stuff, but the other artists that are in the band. So I'm constantly learning. Um, you know, I don't really go home and listen to, like, oh, what am I going to listen to today? My favorite stuff. I like a lot of acoustic music, a lot of old, old stuff. I like some of the old Herbie Hancock funk stuff. You know, that's fun. I'm actually doing one of the tunes in my set. Just as a wild card thing, you know, I'm kind of throwing a little bit more of a fusiony thing to it. I hate to use that word because everybody always winces at that word, but it's just music to me, man. You know what I mean? Uh, so, what do you want to play? Well, what should we play? Um, something, something rocky. Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Um, play some of the new Van Halen record. Yes, I was going to ask my, you about that. My brother Ed now, man. My brother's Ed now. Which one do you like? Uh, she's the one with good. Play. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah.
Welcome back to White Line Fever, and I had to uh, put it on straight away because Toto's on in the background, and before the song, we had Steve Lukather on the program from Toto. So uh, we're here in Brisbane, I'm here with uh, Josh Masood and Pete Bedell, and we're talking about the Friday Night Football Games. Good evening, guys. G'day, Steve. <laughs> Hello, Steve. <laughs> so what do we think of uh, Brisbane 28s and Georgia Laura 20? The Dragons come back in the second half. Should their fans be proud of their second half performance? I suppose they should be slightly proud of their spirit, but the game was there to be won in the first half, wasn't it? It was all over by the shouting at 24-0 down, and I'd be more concerned about the way St George performed when, when the game was on the line from the opening minute. They showed absolutely nothing, really. They... Their mistakes were awful, and then defensively, some very soft tries from close range—a real concern. How do you explain the, um, the disparity between the way they went in the first half tonight and how they went against Manly last week? Well, Steve, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd, if I was a Dragons fan, I'd be concerned with just how erratic they can be. I mean, some of their first halves, some of their halves in general, have been fantastic, but then they can just drop off completely. So there's a real chasm between their best football and their worst. But if I was a Broncos fan, I'd be excited with their first half tonight. It was the best first half of the season. They're showing that they can survive without Darren Lockyer. You guys are very serious considering we're in a bar with Toto in the background, drinking beer. But the other game tonight was a 36-22 Melbourne over Newcastle. And um, I, I noticed uh, Cameron Smith was filthy about the number of points his team leaked late in the game because it was 26-8 with about 10 to go. Well, Mascot, I'm filthy because you've buttonholed me while I've got a beer at the bar, so I haven't even had a sip. So there's a bit of comedy for you, all right? But you know, so Cameron Smith can be as upset as he likes about his leaking, but I ain't getting any liquid at the moment, so not real happy about that. But as for, as for the Storm, yeah, they pride themselves on defence. It's a big thing for Bellamy, isn't it? And they, they, they're an 80-minute football team, and he wouldn't have been happy with that shutdown at the end there. Okay, the Toto song is over, so we'll move on. Uh, here's another song. It's June Fox with Peace of Me. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
this is Martorian from the Bullet Boys, and you're listening to White Line Fever right here, baby. Let's just do this. Welcome back to episode 22. Hope you're enjoying the program. Uh, what a great honor it was to have Steve Lukather on, and we'll be having part two and three of that uh, interview in the next, uh, well, two weeks, I guess. Um, we've already been through the Friday night NRL games. I got one of the scores wrong. Melbourne 34, not 36. Melbourne 34, Newcastle 22. Uh, on Saturday in the NRL, Cronulla 15, Penrith 14, that uh, Todd Carney field goal, which you all know about by now, I'm sure. Uh, the game that I was at, uh, Parramatta 29, Manly 20. Very exciting uh, match, and uh, great to see Parramatta you know, shake off the uh, the lethargy of uh, the previous uh, two or three weeks. And the Warriors, pretty disappointing at the Sydney Football Stadium, going down 26-8 to Sydney Roosters. Let's go through the Super League scores. Um, on Friday night, Huddersfield 22, Leeds 12. It was a full round on Friday and Saturday because there's a double round over Easter. Um, uh, St Helens 28, Warrington 16, uh, Castleford 34, uh, Hull KR 30, Hull 24, the troubled Bradford Bulls 18. Hope you've all called up and given a donation to the Bulls to save them. I haven't done it yet, but I will be. Uh, and two games on Saturday, London 36, Wakefield nil, and Catalan 76, Witness 6. Okay, now there's one score I've left out, and that the reason for that will become apparent shortly. Um, just to plug the stuff that I need to plug, uh, stevemascot.com is uh, where all this stuff is posted. You can see videos, pictures, uh, and stories there. Whitelinefever.ning.com is the home of this um, program, whitelinefever.ning.com, and you, you can uh, join up. Uh, there and uh, and exchange whatever the hell you want to exchange um, and we usually have a discussion point each week I'll come up with one just keep checking uh, that site also there's a stevemascord.com Facebook page okay the reason the one uh, result I haven't mentioned from Super League at the weekend was this one Wigan 40 Salford 20 and the reason I've left that to last is because believe it or not our ace reporter Thomas McCooey has tracked down one of the greatest players in the world Sam Tompkins to speak to us exclusively on White Line Fever and after that we're going to hear a new song from another English institution The Darkness with Nothing's Going to Stop Us over to you Thomas so, um, good performance tonight. You've got a big one at Lanfrey Park next week, haven't you? Yeah, we were, we were good for the majority of the game tonight. Because the referee was outstanding. Um, probably made the game. Um, I, think, I think, yeah, I think we, we performed for the, for the majority of the game. Like I said, next week's going to be um, a different matter. I don't think there'll be quite as many um, free-flowing players as, as there is this week. And we're expecting a tough one. And Wigan won the last game at Nosa Road in a derby. What would it mean to win the first at Landry Park? Yeah, it'd be good. You know, we're not, that'll not be any motivation for us, really. We we just want two points for, for the Super League. But, um, yeah, I suppose it, it would be nice to get the first one there. And for you, being a Wigan fan from quite a young age, Wigan Saints, is it, this the one you look forward to all season? Thinking? Yeah, it is. You always, you always, as soon as you get the fixtures, you're looking for the big derby games. And, and there's no bigger than Wigan Saints, is there, in the league? So... Um, it's always one we look forward to, and especially going over there. Their fans will be fired up, as will be, and you know, I'm sure it's going to be a great night. And then I just want to change the subject a little bit now before I let you go. Um, you, we know you're into your tattoos and your ink and stuff like that, so I just want to know like, what kind of like got you into that side of things. Um, just from being pretty young, I've always been interested in tattoos. I've never, but you know, obviously I have to wait a bit till I got them. Um, 
you know, I was lucky that one of my mates was a tattooist, so um, you know, he he sort of just used to used to do them, and um, you know, I've had, a, I've had one done off um, Peter Eccles in Wigan, Austin. Um, Austin was the first guy who did it with me. Yeah, Austin's done a couple of mine as well. Is it? Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, I've just got one. Um, just booked in with Louis Malloy to have one soon as well. So. Yeah, pretty addictive. Tattoos and rock music tend to go hand in hand. You into that as well? No, no, just the tattoos, not the rock music. I am no messenger, but I will give you a message. A message. Jano of Anthrax, and you're listening to White Line Fever. Okay, um, I'm sort of uh, playing catch-up football here because uh, it's Monday and we're t- still talking about Sunday, but he's a fellow who loves the Heritage Round, Nick Walshaw from the Daily Telegraph. Don't you love the Heritage Round? Mate, I do, because it means I go and get on the drink with our Western Suburbs <laughs> Magpies players. <laughs> it's, uh, mate, it was uh, Trevor Cogger, Alan Feller. Mick Robinskis. I was, I was uh, drinking with my footy cards on the weekend. It was terrific. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit unfair because they don't have a round dedicated to the future, only the past. Yeah, exactly, mate. It should it's... be like a Jetsons round or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where it was silver boots. <laughs> <laughs> mate, most of them do that now, don't they? <laughs> okay. Just uh, quickly, mate, what, did you go to the game at uh, the, the SFS, the, um, the, 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 the extra time win by the Rabbits? Yeah, I did, mate. What was it like? Tell us about it. Well, mate, it, was, it seems to be the way with the Rabbitohs. I remember that probably two years ago when Nathan Merritt kicked that field goal at, was at the SCG for the Rabbits to beat West Tigers. So um, there's something about this game that, that they both seem to live for and certainly, you know, 
it's always a close one, which is terrific. The funny thing about the past, actually, is that we're always... Sometimes we're a little bit... We overstate the present a bit, don't we? Like in footy, like when there was a wonderful try in the game, uh, I went to 30-20 Canterbury over Gold Coast at Skill Park, where um, uh, 105 metres, and when those sort of things happen, we kind of do sit back and go, oh, that's never happened before, and then you just got to go back a few years, and it does. Like uh, Luke Patton scored a 100-metre try for Canterbury in 2006, for instance, but it was still a good try, wasn't it? Mate, I, I think that one of the worst things about the game is everyone's the, the greatest player ever and everyone's the, the greatest performance ever. I think we've had three greatest origin performances in the past three years. So it, it would be uh, nice if, if uh, you know, we just sort of let things slide a little. But, um, you know, at least in Heritage Round we can sort of all take a step back and go, you know what, maybe there there were some good players who yeah, who, yeah. Who, who arrived. Thing, when people Super do League. good things now, when people do good things now, it's a good way to. It, it, you know, it's not disrespecting them. It's a good way to um, remember the last time it was done. The last time it was done could have been ten years ago. But instead of saying it's never been done before, it's the greatest ever. You go, it's the you know, actually have a go and go. It's the best in fifteen years or the best since. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean that's the thing. Like it's so hard because now you know ev- everything's just detailed and recorded and that sort of thing. Like, who knows how much stuff happened in rugby league that's left to you know be passed on through the generations through word of mouth you know that we that we just don't get to see and we don't rely on word of mouth anymore do we no, we, exactly. we kind of rely on NRL stats yeah <laughs> <laughs> mate no one uses a telephone anymore in their house I'm using one now but I'm using it to make a podcast um, okay thanks Nick uh, now you won't be bothered again for 12 months that's a cast iron guarantee and uh, here's some new music from the cult do you like the cult um, mate I prefer country music uh, I, don't, I don't know how many of you your readers like uh, Garth Brooks or Lee Kernigan. But you know, I think there was a Garth Brooks. Um, I think what we'll do. I think Garth Brooks covered a Kiss song once. If that's the case, I'll dig it out. We'll play it next week just for you, okay? I don't even know if I'd want to hear Garth Brooks doing a Kiss song. <laughs>
this is Michael Starr. This is Lexi Fox. And you're listening to White Lion Fever. Welcome back to the program. Monday Night Football, 22-6 North Queensland over Canberra. And uh, just, I'm in the Cowboys' rooms, and they're playing some music that my next guest doesn't like very much. I would guess Ashton Sims. Yeah, this uh, this music's for, for yeah. I don't know. It's it's, it's different. It's different. <laughs> what I'm used to. I'm used to heavy metal and and uh, heavy rock. But a lot of the boys like this, so I'll, I'll be into it. Yeah, it must be hard now in, in in gyms across the country in the NRL. It's pretty hard to get rock music on the stereo. Yeah, well that's right. When I first started, it was all Metallica and Limp Bizkit and um, you know Motorhead and that. But now everyone's playing Rihanna and and all this dance music garbage. So uh, well, I'll have to. Uh, it's sort of working. So uh, yeah, I don't mind it. We better uh, talk a little bit of footy. Um, we've got great control performance tonight, wasn't it, from the Cowboys after last week? Maybe things didn't go so well against Cronulla. But um, your opposition lost a couple of blokes early, which would have hurt them a little bit. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's, um, you know, it was a credit to us for hanging in there and, and um, sticking to our game plan, that Neil and, and Terry Madison and Pete Ryan. Um, they, they conjured that up during the week. And last week, I don't, we didn't play to their plan and, and we got done by a good Cronulla Sharks team. So... Tonight we had to, um, you know, we, we had to work through the game plan, and, and we got the result we wanted. And your brother made a comeback from injury tonight. He attracts a bit of publicity, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, <laughs> far out. He, uh, he went all right for his first, um, for his first hit out. So, um, you know, it could, it could have been easy to, you know, yeah, easy for him to just go out and try and get through 15, 20 minutes. But he actually went out there and and, and uh, played really well. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely wrapped for him, and I can't wait till he gets back to full fitness and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully break into some of those rep sides. Mate, Metal. Are you one of the few people that like St. Anger or not? Do, do, do they lose you with St. Anger? No way. No, no. St. Anger's actually. the best. I, yeah. I love it. St. Anger was great. Um, just the Americans didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. They're full of <laughs> you know, I love St. Anger and Sweet Ember. You know, um, Frantic and that off the album. It's, it's great. I, you know what? I... <laughs> Metallica could bring out a, 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 a ballady type of type of album, and actually they've just brought out Lulu. So we have Lou Reed. <laughs> Do you so. like that? Don't tell me you like that. Oh, it's it's different, but because it's Metallica, I absolutely love it. So I saw a review and said it's like your grandfather rapping over a warped oh. a warped uh, tape of Load. Yeah, I, uh, oh yeah, Load. Well, that was when, yeah, that was when they all cut their hair and, and um, yeah went a different way. But you know what, man. It, it, when you love something, you, you love it no matter what. And I, I actually really love Metallica. So let's finish the show with a Metallica song. Uh, what do you got for us? Um, I'd like, I'd like, if I can, I'd like to play uh, Sanitarium. Welcome home. Awesome. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks very much.
yonder <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to rhyme anymore <laughs> Michael Monroe here for White Line Fever and dig Michael Monroe Sensory Overdrive the album the band you get a chance come and check us out live we're gonna rock your socks off and whatever rock like fuck that's what I say okay <laughs> come on down and rock on 